Welcome to the Practical Ascension Podcast. I'm your host and soul alchemist, Tracy Goody. Stay with me for practical guidance and flow for your modern life through this time of ascension. Semi-spiritual retreat mode, shamanic initiation in divine co-creation. So this is basically what I have been up to. So the semi-spiritual retreat mode is the name that I've given to my way of life that I've been living since the last new moon in June um, and kind of increasing and increasing in that amount. And I'm very likely to continue this at a minimum until the July 20th new moon is what I'm intuitively feeling right now. Now, I've mentioned that I've been in this co-creation mode for some time, that I've been working with my divine team, uh, meditating, writing, becoming aware, gaining clarity and depth around what I'm creating, who I am, what I'm here for, kind of from the legacy level. So I've been doing this work for about 10 years now, and in 2020, things are really deepening, and I know you're feeling and noticing that too. Um, And for me personally, my birth month is July, so generally around this season, things will amplify for me further, and you might notice a similar effect around your birthday month where um, like in numerology the the universal year that you're in the year that you're in the energies of that tend to get really amplified around your birth month right so anyway so during this time I've often kind of felt like I'm on this path of the the shamanic initiate right so this time so meaning all of 2020 so far and continuing to really amplify since that June new moon my version of going off into the wilderness for a long period of solitude in order to like embody this soul wisdom and gifts and bring it back to the community, this is what I have been doing. But I've been doing it while also being a mom and a wife and a business owner and all these things, right? So I'm not actually physically going off into the woods all the time. I do sometimes, but not for long periods of time. So of course, most spiritual paths, they feel like this. And in a way, I've been treading this path for about 10 years. But in the last year, I really chose to claim my full role as way shower and spiritual guide for emerging spiritual leaders and other way showers. And when you set an intention and a command like this, things don't just come out neat and tidy. Rarely are you going to get a linear path to follow that's going to guide you to how you can best show up and embody and serve. My experience is that once you set the intention, you have to be ready for the chaos of creation and all the universal forces that align to bring your command and intention to fruition. So this is a natural part of the process. This doesn't mean you've done something wrong. So the semi-spiritual retreat mode really allows the flexibility and openness that's required when you're co-creating your legacy and impact work. So what does this look like and what have I learned? So the spiritual retreat mode really looks like space and trust. So it's having an open schedule that allows for the whims of divine influence. And just as a quick reminder too, if maybe you're new to my work and you don't know that much about my story, previously I was a virtual assistant and online business manager before really embracing this spiritual spiritual path. So a lot of very logical, very linear, very organized, um, energies I would be working with. So again, this is um, this is a departure from what was naturally programmed in me. So it did take a lot of um, reprogramming and a lot of realigning with my natural cycles in order to accept this lifestyle. So it really means following your intuition courageously and recalibrating every time the path feels anything less than full-bodied and flowing. You really want that full-bodied and flowing path. So logistically how this works, when I also have a husband, a dog, three kids, and a home, you know, all the things, 
is one step at a time. That's kind of the only answer. It's one bridge at a time. I have more information, more helpful information than that for you though. So it means setting boundaries. So first thing I'm going to mention is kids here. It means setting boundaries with my kids and engaging the universe on all levels to assist with responsibilities and care. So kids can be a real focus crusher when you're on your shamanic initiation path. And um, when you have multiple people that live with you and are home all day, they can find a way to kind of like take turns popping in. So it feels like you can never really get your spiritual groove on fully, right? And it's like they have a set schedule that they're like, okay, 1251, I'm going to bug mom. You got her for 115, right? Right? And just so that it's always, you know, something. It's kind of what it feels like sometimes. This is a mindset of rush and lack. So the universe can help with this. So number one, if you're using your kids as an excuse to not connect to your next level work, even when you feel called to do it, do some mindset work around this. Chances are there's a lurking belief that you are not supported, that you don't have time, that you can't do this now because of X, Y, or Z. So get into the illusionary beliefs and let them go. Anything that gives you that vibe of lack or heaviness, it's not truth and it's not aligning you to your highest path forward. So the quicker you can let those go and reframe them, the more you're going to actually be able to pull in the support of the universe. So reframing your beliefs to align with, I'm fully supported, I'm fully guided. I have this creation and spiritual desire because I am here. I am designed to fulfill it. Everything is always working out in my favor and it is amazing how things rearrange so I can spend time in this energy. So that's the belief you want to cultivate. So what this looks like practically is like when working with kids, when on your shamanic spiritual journey. So even though energetically you're kind of off in the woods, you also have another foot here with responsibilities and commitment. So what I found to be quite helpful, um, I have five tips here. Number one, be flexible and grounded. Maintain the vibration of peace within as often as possible. Things are not gonna go as planned. Someone will need something when you are meditating, that is okay. This is creating adaptability, it's creating flexibility, it's creating trust and flow as well as patience. All of these come in handy when you are creating your legacy work and co-creating with the divine. Number two, call in physical support. Ask for support from family and friends to get dedicated alone time. Take what you can and be grateful for your dedicated time. Take a few days to yourself at some point if it's at all possible. Be open, number three is be open to that universal support that I mentioned. So number two is physical support. So you're actually reaching out to people, reaching out to family and friends, letting them know, um, and especially if it's an uncomfortable conversation, letting them know, you know, that you you need that support and that you would be, you know, eternally grateful for them to help you out. So number three is you, the universal support. So it has been miraculous to me how things can arrange to support me with alone time. Each of my kids might get invited out to separate places and leave me alone for four hours of space to work on you know this this spiritual journey and that happens miraculously often so again that's the universal support that you're calling in number four tell your kids what's up let them know that well you know to the point that they'll understand depending on their age let them know that you're meditating and creating and how much you appreciate their help and support because they want to help and support you too you have to give them the container to do that right 
So there's lots of different, you know, depending on their age that you can say, oh, you know, I could really use your support in being my go-to person to empty this dishwasher that really helps me so that I can, you know, connect into myself, feeling peaceful, being a better mom, or it could be any number of things, right? And then letting them have a little bit of a task to do so that they're adding to it and being so grateful for them um, for helping with that aspect of it kind of brings everybody into the mix. So number five, balance your solitude time with just for fun play. The path of co-creating in this way with the divine is not meant to be serious. It is meant to be an adventure, to be joyful, to be curious and fun. So the more of this energy you embody, the more flow you're going to feel and the more creative you're going to find yourself. So take dedicated time each week to connect with your inner child by having fun. So again, if you have kids, then hang out with them. Go on adventures, play, have fun. I take each Monday afternoon off to spend on an adventure with my kids and my dog and it helps keep things really nice and grounded for me. And especially um, because I tend to, um, my kind of natural program is to go into overwork mode. So as soon as the information comes in, I'm very excited and I want to keep going with that and going with that and sometimes going with it to the point of not stopping to eat or, you know, not taking a break. And then the heaviness comes and the frustration comes because of course we need balance. So having this in my schedule every single Monday breaks up no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm working on, I take this grounded time, I, I kind of infuse myself with that, that adventure and that fun and that play, and it helps to keep things moving in a much more balanced way. So that's what I recommend for children. Now, for me personally, this also means having talks with my husband or whoever your support person is and letting him know that, hey, I'm going through a shamanic initiation in co-creation with the divine. And it's pretty intense right now and I'm going to be weirder than normal. I've been weird the whole time he's known me. None of this is strange. You know, none of this is a surprise, right? But I'm not going to be fitting into his societal program standards of what I should be doing that's okay. And I am okay. I feel great. And I feel wonderful. I'm grounded and fully aware of the path I'm walking. Yes, I am fully aware that it is super weird from the outside. And it's even weird from the inside here. And I don't really need him to understand only to be open to accepting it as much as he can and to support me in whatever way he can. So my husband happens to be a very social extrovert, so he can actually become very concerned that I'm not okay when I say no to a lot of outings in a row. So this path of semi-solitude is not for everybody, and that's totally okay. So it's, again, coming to this, this place of compromise, this place of acceptance, um, and, but letting people know what is going on with you. It, it can be hard to describe to people. Um, but it's worth giving it a shot because most of the time people do just want to understand you, understand what you need and what you're going through. So something else that I've learned is it means choosing your priorities over what is pressing. So this was a lesson that came back into my awareness earlier this week or maybe late last week and that I really got, like I really kind of like embodied and understood it now at this point. I was attempting to do a creative task, but I couldn't get my whole heart into it. And if my whole heart is not into something that I'm creating, I physically cannot take action to do it and end up in, you know, this ball of anxiety and frustration that I then have to unwind. So I had a task to do and it had to get done because it was pressing because I had it on my calendar and I said, I wanted to get this done by this certain date. And I had to take a time out because my number one rule on this semi-spiritual retreat is that it must feel good. If there is an energetic snag, I need to pause and I need to address it. 
what I uncovered was that although the task was really pressing, it was not a priority. My energy and internal guidance system had a higher priority to express, something that was not even on my radar for the day. So once I initiated the creation of that higher priority, as I was guided to, it flowed so easily and was completed like maybe within an hour. It was so fast and easy. And this opened up the energy for that first task, that one that was uh, pressing, to become the priority. And then that flowed out easily. So what felt at first glance as procrastination was actually a message of perfectly timed expression. So I learned that I must focus on my priority and adapt as required for the highest good, especially when it doesn't make logical sense. And again, this is where my training with the kids comes in handy, right? Where having things not go according to plan, having something else come up, having to flow and having to adapt, how embodying that and coming to a place of understanding and acceptance with that helps with this creation process now. So in this semi-spiritual retreat mode, I'm balancing between this world and the metaphysical plane. I'm trusting fully in my intuition and listening closely to what feels like the highest priority. This energy of discernment is so key for this place. My schedule must remain pretty open for this mode, so I do have a minimal amount of scheduled business calls and I have free time built into every day. I allow as much free time to be built into every single day as possible. Now I have to follow my internal instructions. Most mornings I'm up before 6 a.m. In the summer, this is my natural rhythm. On days where my body needs more rest, I let it happen. I don't set an alarm unless I have to. And I find that just this step alone begins to get me connected to the natural cycles of the earth and starts to kind of bring me back to this place of coherence with the earth. So the more coherent we are with the earth, so what I mean by that is in touch with the cycles, feeling it in our very cells, the more grounded we feel, the more easily we can embody and express our genius and the more we can flow through our own cycle of creation. I also listen to my priorities. This is the part where it can feel quite chaotic and you're going to question what this priority has to do with the big picture. Most of my priorities are certain journaling prompts that come to me, maybe sitting down and reading a book, doing research, meditation, long periods of relaxing outside. Like literally those are the priorities that come to me during these semi-spiritual retreats. So like it could be cleaning out a closet. It could be anything. The less pressure you feel, the more you take action steps that are aligned to your flow and intuitive priorities, and the more you're going to see everything come together. So I mentioned this work can feel chaotic if you're expecting a linear line from what you want to create to having it fully formed. If you adopt this kind of spiral creation method, knowing that all the pieces are coming in like random puzzle pieces, that suddenly you start to see the bigger picture and you see why it had to come in this way. And I'll be honest, this part of the path has been the most challenging for me, but with much practice over many years, I am loving this part of the adventure now. So what is all of this creation for? Why go through this semi-spiritual retreat? When you're called to this uh, shamanic initiation, that's the word that I feel most kind of connected to here. You might find spiritual journey or something else like that clicks more with you but it tends to not go away until you listen. I personally feel this huge calling and almost like I'm drawn to this lifestyle and nothing can stop me. If I try to resist it, I feel off balance. And if I spend enough time in that energy of resistance, of you know trying to fit into the, the society's version of what my day, week, month should look like, I start to feel mega depressed. 
often in my life I've experienced depression and gone around in circles when it was just calling for the shamanic initiation. It was just calling for time and solitude, connection within, intuitive priorities and creation. That there's nothing wrong with me. It was just my spirit calling for a deeper version that I didn't see anybody around me, you know, exhibiting this. I didn't see anybody doing this or modeling this for me. So I really had no idea that it was a thing. I had to kind of create it as a thing for myself. So it took many, many, many years of this um, in order to fully understand this. Now, over the last year, I have been embodying more and more of my core energy. I had to really first feel this within and live it. So the last six months, I have been pulling through an ascension system I call Rise of the Initiate. So over the last two weeks, the information and more importantly, the energy I must embody to be the guide and way shower for this system has been pouring down on me as fast as I can integrate it and another piece is right behind. It's just aha moment, awakening, creation. It's just this cycle that continues to flow and go. And I'm going to probably be in this spiritual semi, this semi-spiritual retreat place for at least a few more weeks as I continue to anchor the light codes and energy needed for this current highest expression of my energy. And I really love it. So now for my call out. So to those who resonate with this message, who are feeling called to their shamanic initiation, to their divine genius and this deeper connection to their service, this really high level service. I've been gifted a map and a system that allows you to take this shamanic initiation path back to the core of who you are into a deeper and wider, a more richer acceptance of self. So we're moving into this place of flowing trust of your intuition and working with universal energies that support them. And finally, into reintegration in the community, the expression of your gifts. So when you're thinking about this shamanic initiation path, they initiate it, they go off they spend their time, they go through kind of like the hero's journey, and then they come back to the community to express their gifts. Now, this is truly the rise of the initiate. This is an unrushed, fully embodied, permanent spiritual transformation journey of initiation and mastery. So all of this while still balancing everyday life. So in fact, this system was created for those who are, are in similar circumstances to me. So those that have kind of like the deep calling for spiritual initiation, but balance with a real life commitments kind of way. Applications are open right now for this. So you can get the details um, in the show notes below and we're starting very soon. So check that out ASAP. It's so much fun. It's so powerful. I'm just super, super excited for it because there's, I know there's more people out there than just me who feel this deep calling for these kind of deep spiritual journeys who kind of just like want to go off into the woods for months at a time or into a cave or kind of into solitude. But they've also chosen a life, um, you know, before you've entered this life where you are going to have a lot of commitments and it's not necessarily possible to do that. So I just absolutely... Um, I love this system for myself and for anybody else that's kind of in a similar situation. So if you are feeling called as an emerging spiritual leader and way shower, then it is so time for you to drop any excuses and show up in your fully expansive, brilliant self. Your time for initiation is now. All right. So thank you so much. I have expressed what needed to come out of me today. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Mm -hmm.